0: Well, good morning. Super excited to be with you this morning. You know, my time at Sunset began back in 1996. And one of the things that we teach our aimers, in fact, we drill it into them, we say the church is a holy people and not a holy place. Because the church is the people, right? But then you come to a place like Sunset. And we all understand that the church is a holy people, but hasn't a lot of stuff happened in this place? There's a lot of really good things that have happened in this place over the years. There's, a, um, there's some not good things that have happened in this place. I'll give you an example. When I was an AIM student, laser tag came out, and we used this second floor of the building to play laser tag, and we divided half of the class on this side of the building, and the other half of the, build, the other half of the class on this side of the building. And we had a little war up here on stair, up up here on the second floor. That didn't really turn out the way that it probably should, with the mess that we made. But there's, it's a building, but it's also a people, right? And something amazing happened back in 1973 that just seemed like young youth. In the college ministry, taking a step of faith. And I'm curious this morning, how many of you were members here at Sunset back in 1973? Raise your hand. Yeah, 1973 and this idea of adventures and missions was just a thought in people's minds. It was, that was the first team that was sent to the field back in 1973. And this is becoming one of my favorite passages in the Bible. It's in Exodus chapter 2. Verse four, and this is what the passage says: It says, "And his sister stood at a distance to see what would happen to him." And you may be saying, Corey, why is that Bible verse so important to you? Why is that so special? His sister stood at a distance to see what would happen to him because, in our mind, it's not a John three sixteen type passage, right? It seems really insignificant in fact probably when we're doing our daily bible reading we skip over that whenever we get to the beginning of the year and we're exodus and it doesn't really stay with us but i want you to think about this that passage is talking about moses's sister and no and moses is sitting by the nile he's in the basket and his sister it says his sister stood at a distance to see what would happen to him so here's my question What if she didn't stand at a distance to see what would happen to him? Because without her standing at a distance, whenever Pharaoh's daughter comes to that very moment, his sister steps up and says, do you want me to go find somebody to nurse this baby? And then Pharaoh, he ends up going into Pharaoh's household, right? Raised up there and he ends up leading to the liberation of the Hebrew people. And so my thinking in this is, God took that insignificant moment of this young lady saying, I want to see what will happen to him, and he turned it into the liberation of the Hebrew people. I think about back in 1973. What if these 16 young men and women just said, you know what, that would be neat. But they never took the steps of faith for that to happen. We wouldn't be having a 50-year anniversary, but even better than a 50-year anniversary, I I was doing some looking. Did you know after that first team went to the field, AIM presently has sent AIM students to 49 different countries? Did you know that because of the faith of those young men and women back in 1973, AIM has had over 2,200 students? Did you know that... Because of the faith of those young men and women back in 1973, we have actually, here at Sunset, we have 66 youth who have gone through the AIM program. Did you know that if it weren't for the faith of those young men and women back in 1973, Sunset wouldn't presently have 38 AIM graduates that worship here on a weekly basis? We don't think about that. And we don't think about the connection of the souls that have been reached all over the world. You think about the connections that we make that even, you know, we give the emphasis to Mission Sunday every year, right? Well, the thing that we love is Sunset Missionaries. We believe Sunset Missionaries are really good missionaries. And so, you know what we do? We send our AIM students to work with Sunset Missionaries. And so, because of that, because of faith that started with 16 young men and women back in 1973 we get to take part in the joy of the over 80 baptisms that have taken place in epoxico in mexico in the last year sunset supported works and sometimes it's easy for us when we're in this place because you guys see the Amers running around right and there's a running joke around here because the Amers spend so many hours in this building that if something's broke they're like an Amer must have done it you know well what that 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 projector screen's broken. Oh, an Amor must have done it. Well, why does that happen? Because we're here all the time. But this is what I want us to think about. God takes very insignificant things and he turns them in to something significant. I can't count the thousands, and I'm not exaggerating when I say this, the thousands of meals that you have given to Amers. And you may look at that and say, I fed an Amor. But what I would say is you didn't just feed an aimer. You sent somebody to the mission field to share the gospel to reach a soul that wouldn't be reached otherwise. I've seen you house aimers. And you didn't just house an aimer. You gave somebody a place to say who was being trained to go into all the world and reaching somebody way out into the future that wouldn't have happened otherwise. I think it's really easy for me sometimes in my daily routine To just think I'm doing a whole bunch of insignificant things. And this passage here in Exodus chapter 2 verse 4. It's changing me not to just say these things are insignificant. It's changing me to say God here I am today. In every insignificant thing that I do today. I want you to make it significant in your name. And I think about just the incredible things that have happened over the years. Let me just share a little story. Imagine there's a student, maybe there's two students, they're studying at Lubbock Christian University, and they um, start hanging out with a man named Richard Rogers, and they feel inspired to say, you know what, God is here at LCU, but it's not at Texas Tech, so we're going to just move over, and they change their degree plans, and they move over, and they start living in the dorms at Texas Tech. And Richard starts meeting with them, and there's other members of Sunset that start meeting with them. And um, they begin to be very evangelistic on the Texas Tech campus, and the campus ministry grows. They say, you know what, we need more training. And so what they did is they come to Sunset, and they went to the school of preaching. And then after the school of preaching, they got involved in their different ministries, and one went to one place, and another one went to another place. But one of them ends up in San Diego, California. And he works there in San Diego, California. And the church is going, they're starting, and they meet a young man in the youth group, and they started receiving Amers. And these aimers are working with this, this person that's here, that was from here, and they're working together. And then all of a sudden, they meet this young teenage boy that's in the youth group. And they invite him to start playing video games. And while they're playing video games with him, they said, hey, would you like to start coming to our weekly Bible study? And this guy says, all right, why not? And so he starts coming to the Bible study. And then as he goes to the Bible study, he ends up becoming a Christian. And then he thinks about the impact that those AIM students have had on his life and this missionary has had on his life. And he says, you know what? I want to do the exact same thing. I want to come to AIM. So then he comes to AIM. And then once he comes to AIM... He has this great experience, and then he comes back to Lubbock, and he starts working with AIM as an AIM assistant. And then from that moment, he just never left. He's been here ever since. But this is the story I'm telling you, is Jay Jarbo and Bill Tracy were college students that changed their major to move over to Texas Tech campus, then come to the School of Preaching, and then Bill and Betty moved to San Diego. And then when they moved to San Diego, AIM began sending missionaries to work with Bill and Betty. And then there was this young teenage boy named Robbie Stevens that was in the youth group, and they started sharing the gospel with him. And then you know this big picture of, man, Jay and Bill, that was just so insignificant, them going to Tech. Um, Sending Amers to work in San Diego, that was just insignificant. Um, Robbie becoming a Christian, Insignificant. But it's like, no, God says, I'm going to take these little pieces and I'm going to make it into something very, very amazing. I love the passage and I feel like what has happened in AIM is a true illustration of what God says here in Ephesians chapter 3.20. He says, now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than we can ask or think according to his power that, as a, that is at work within us. I want you to think about this, that what is our job and what is God's job? This right here says that our job is to ask and imagine. And it says that God's job is to do immeasurably more. So going all the way back to the beginning, back in 1973, these young, these 16 young men and women said, What if we went to Ireland to help this missionary asking for help? Let's ask and imagine what that could be like. And they started having training with Gerald Payton in the evenings. And they went. And God said, you know what? That's really neat. That's cute. Let me make that something far more than what you could ever ask or imagine. And he turned it into where we're having our 50-year anniversary. Uh, Yesterday and the day before... I'm just full right now. Um, We had over 450 people show up Friday night, just hanging out with alumni. And can you imagine, I just told one story about Bill and Jay and, and Robbie, but imagine the stories that 450 to 480 people have to share when you collect those together. But those are God's stories. And those are stories of God taking insignificant moments and he turns them into something really significant. And so this is what my message for you would be, is in the insignificant things that I'm going to do this week, in the insignificant things that I'm going to do this month, God, will you help me to be alert and be ready for you to make these things really significant? One of the fears that I have is, as as director of AIM, is that the best 50 years were in the past. I don't think that's what God wants. I think God has way bigger things in store for us for the future. I heard a cool illustration yesterday that said the the windshield of your car is 30% larger than the back window of your car because you need to be focusing on what's in the future and not what's behind you. I was reading a study that was done in 2021 in October of 2021, and this was really interesting to me. It was an extensive study, and it said that people the most productive years of life of a human being are between the ages of 60 and 70. Second most productive was between 70 and 80, and third most productive was between 50 and 60. And I look around here, and I'm like, man, our most productive years are ahead of us. I look at AIM, and it's 50-year anniversary, and I think our most productive years are ahead of us. And it doesn't happen just magically. It happens with us being intentional about what do we want to do with our life. Um, I've been really inspired by a guy named Gary Dodd, who um, he works in palliative care, and um, he's getting ready to retire, and he just called Sunset and called SIBI and said, I'm getting ready to retire, and I just want to serve serve the Lord. And um, he's going to go work and basically promote the ministry east of the Mississippi. I think about my man, Frank Falbo. He is 90 years old. And this is a conversation I had with Frank Falbo two weeks ago. Hey, Corey, um, I was at this continued education course yesterday. And uh, um, I think we need to do some changing on the walls that we're going to do on the AIM housing. I'm like, you're 90 years old and you're going to... Continued education. I think about Nat Cooper, who is still going 100 miles an hour. Think about people like Bob Gruner, who, when he retired from working with UPS, he's just going 100 miles an hour. And I think, what are we going to be able to do for the kingdom when we have this type of focus to say we're not going to live in the past, we're going to focus on the future, we're going to take things that, in our minds, may seem insignificant, and we're going to turn those into significant things for the Lord. There's an interesting story in Ezra, whenever the new temple was built. And when the older men looked at it, they just wept because it wasn't as beautiful as the original temple. I want us to flip that around as we think about the future of this place here at Sunset. Where we just glorify God for what he's done as we step into the future. Um, I I mentioned as I came in, my introduction to being here at sunset was back in 1996 a lot has happened in this place between them i remember dan rouse being the preacher yeah i remember jay being the preacher i remember Monty being the preacher and i think about those those are people that have done and had amazing impact and still they have their niche that they've made at this place And I think about this time right now where we're looking for a children's minister and we're looking for another youth minister. And it could be that we just wring our hands and say, what is the future of sunset going to be? Or we could just approach it and say, God, here we are. And we trust in you because we've seen you do it time and time again to take something very insignificant and turn it into something far bigger than we could ever ask or imagine. So I'm going to invite Josh up here. He's going to offer an invitation. And this is the invitation this morning is for you to invite God to take the normal, ordinary things in your life and just say, God, I invite you to make these things significant in my life. But the most significant thing that you could do is if you haven't made a decision to follow Jesus, that is the best decision you could make today, and it'll change you for the rest of your life. Josh, come see.